You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Esher Livruri. This is the second installment of our podcast series on Rav Moshe Feinstein and the art of halachic decision-making, uh, specifically when you need to keep asking questions and when you need to know that you've asked enough questions and just make a decision. Last week, we went all the way back to Europe, to Luban, um, to um, one of Rav Moshe's early trivot, dealing with one of the most important um, challenges that any posseh uh, of great repute uh, has to deal with, uh, which is how we balance, on the one hand, our um, desire to prevent any situations of egun where women cannot remarry, or uh, freeing women from situations that are already egun, uh, against the risk that a uh, that a mistaken heter will, um, which, uh, we're dealing with cases where the husband disappeared, uh, will lead um, to tragedy for everyone involved when the husband returns alive. Uh, so the question was asked of Moshe, Medina um, de Gemara, we rely on the uh, wife's claim that she has reliable information about her husband's death. The principle being, the woman investigates thoroughly before remarrying. Uh, the question that was asked of Moshe was whether in communist uh, Russia, where he, where he was, um, whether that presumption no longer held because social attitudes towards marriage and towards religiosity and the ease of leaving the Jewish community had uh, altered situations such that one could no longer assume that women would only remarry after thorough investigation. And Moshe's response is absolutely not. Uh, you can still rely on it. And then with our issue, and he said, even if you had, right, you could send a messenger um, to investigate um, the wife's claim as to that the husband was dead and where, um, you should not do that, uh, especially if there is a man prepared to marry the the, um, the widow uh, right now, that it's tantamount to Egon to, um, to even delay the marriage. So Moshe's decision in the end there was um, you don't need to um, to get maximal evidence and maximal certainty. You reach the point where, I mean, in the Gemara, you're allowed to say this woman can remarry, and your job is to say that. Uh, in this installment, we're going to be in America already. Um, this is a shiva from um, 5715. Uh, it's from a, uh, so we're in, in the 50s. Uh, it's from, or it's the, the question was asked by Rabbi Moshe Malamed. This is the only tshuva that I can find asked by Rabbi Malamed in, in um, Rabbi Moshe's tshuvot. And I don't know anything else about him either. Rabbi Moshe addresses him as Malak Kvodo Yididi Hanichbad. So it sounds sounds respectful. This is Erev Rosh Chodesh Tavshin Ted Vav. And the question is as follows. In um, the... The accepted principle is that uh, we don't require, after you shecht an animal, that you investigate every organ carefully to see whether there's a puncture. We only check the lungs. And when you shecht a bird, we don't require extensive checking of any of the organs at all. Um, you can presume, right, there's the animal that the animal had a cheskos kashrut while it was alive, and that cheskos kashrut remains after um, after shechita, so no further investigation is necessary. So Melamed, I uh, thought perhaps we could take this one step further. While no extensive investigation is required, when you open the bird up after shechita, the shochet is supposed to take a look and see if there isn't uh, something obviously problematic. Uh, for example, perhaps the most famous uh, case in history is what happens if you discover that you open the chicken up and it has no heart. 
right? That's a that's a that's a very famous case. But whether you think you just lost it or um, or because how could the chicken have been running around, etc. Uh, but you're supposed to at least, you know, make that kind of cursory investigation. And that uh, requiring that kind of investigation um, can have two costs. One is some chickens will be declared uh, traif that would otherwise have been considered kosher. So you have to think for yourself, well, is that a terrible thing? People will be eating traif, or is that a fine thing? Because people are eating things that they're allowed to assume are kosher, and this way... Um, there is uh, right. There's no economic cost because chickens that are have to be sold as trafe, uh don't bring in as much money as chickens that can be sold as kosher. Um, and the second thing is that um, maybe right if that requires you to have a Jew uh, be present when the chicken is open, and if you're in dealing with a business where the vast majority of the employees, um, other than the shochtim, are non-Jews, so that is a um, right. So having a Jew present or actually engaging in the uh, in the opening of the of the bird can be an additional cost. So Rabbi Muhammad had the idea, why don't we just not have Jews present? If we're allowed to eat the chicken based on the presumption that it's kosher without checking all the organs, so we should also be allowed to eat the chicken, uh, the presumption that it's kosher without even taking a glance when we open when we open the chicken. The chazaka is the chazaka. So why should we incur these costs? Um, right, let, let's say that ignorance is bliss. We know um, at any time you don't require investigation, so a certain percentage of non-kosher animals are going to get through. We wanted to make sure that every chicken was at, uh, was kosher. Then we would you know, bring our, our little glass and check you know, carefully all the little organs to make sure that there were no trafos in them. So since we don't require that, obviously we're willing to live with a certain percentage of error. So why not live with a slightly greater percentage of error and have a non-Jew who won't have any halachic interest um, open the uh, open the birds. So Moshe's response to this is, It's obvious to me, uh, it's Pashat, uh, in my humble opinion, that it is forbidden to do this lechatchila, meaning that if it turned out that a, non, that a non-Jew um, opened the chicken and there was no Jew present, so then you're still presumably allowed to rely on it, that would be the Dievid, you can't set up a situation like that, right? Challenging things that happen. A lot of thoughts about kashrut is what happens if a, if a uh, kashrut agency um, functions generally in a bit way, so that, um, right, suppose they followed Rabbi Malamud's process, so then if you ask me, is the chicken presumed kosher? The answer is yes, the chicken is presumed kosher. But if you ask me, should they have done it? The answer is no. So now what do we do about the kashrut agency? So we can try and claim. That anyone who would do this is right, is right is no longer reliable about the shechita as well. Um, but what happens if they honestly believe that they have a different uh, halachic position? Right, so you can see how uh, how kashrus gets uh, gets very complicated. Uh, but we're going to we're, we're only in Ramosha's universe right now, and Ramosha is not dealing with an existing practice. He's being asked uh, whether they can adopt this process, and his answer is absolutely no. Lechatchila. Why? So he has a line which uh, is very surprising, I guess, to us after last week. He says, "Daha kol hecha de'ikalivuri." He says that as a rule, right, wherever it's possible to clarify the matter, you should not rely on a chazaka, and you have to clarify it. So obviously this case is different than the case of Egan, because the stakes are lower, but we'll have to see what the stakes are, right, and how, right, and if this is really so, um, right, so why don't we require you to investigate all the organs of birds and animals? 
And the the that that you're not required to investigate all 18 possible um, things that would right, all organs of a trafe animal other than the lungs. Okay, so here we have a standard that we say that you're not supposed to reach a decision when there is more evidence to be gained, when you could investigate, right, in this case, when you could investigate the organs to see if there are um, punctures or other kinds of damage. Um, but if it's a big bother to check it, so then it's okay. Right? So this sounds like this requirement um, is not deoresa for sure. Um, Right, because it's not right because it can be pushed aside by a great bother. Okay, so that's a standard. A great bother. Apparently, checking uh, checking all the organs is a great bother. Um, okay, so now Rav Moshe says, But animals are big, and the organs are are are. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know anything about shchit at all. Rav Moshe seems to think. But we'll see that his own experience isn't, he doesn't think his own experience is controlling either necessarily. This is, you know, I don't think it'd be such a big bother to check all a bird's organs. So if the only reason we don't require checking all the organs by animal is because uh, it's a big bother, this is not such a big bother. So you're talking about, uh, you're talking about, you know, not having anyone check anything at all. Maybe we should have to check everything. But he says that can't be because the Ramam and Perikid Right, so may Olam lo shemana b'misha badak of elim kenolav lo chashash. Right, we have never heard of anybody uh, investigating uh, a bird for uh, to see whether it's trafe other than this initial opening, says Rav Moshe, um, unless there was there were grounds for suspicion. So now we have to add those. So if checking if checking for all the organs isn't such a big deal, and the theory offered by the uh, offered by the primagadim is that the reason. We don't have to check is because it's a, it is a big bother. So how do we square all this? So we should note um, two things here. One is that Chermosha uh, frames the response of the Minchas Yaakov as if he says that uh, it's a Torah Gadol. But uh, when I looked at Minchas Yaakov, I didn't see anything beyond um, Torah. Uh, right, just bother. I didn't see him putting in a, a higher standard of great bother. Okay, that's uh, that's that's one sort of um, one sort of issue. Second issue is that I find it really interesting that Rav Moshe has what seems to be a clear experience. Right? Uh, I assume that he was present and he had talked to Shochtim about the difficulty in checking birds, and yet he says, look, it seems to me that birds are not such a big deal, but it's against the Ramam, so it must really be a big deal. It's an interesting relation to his experience. So therefore he says, but you know, how, do, how do we square this? That I don't think it's such a big deal, but... If we accept the Minchus Yaakov's rationale then, and, right, and we accept the Rambam, which it seems everyone does, then it must be a big deal. You know, it's a bother. It's just not as big a bother. Okay, so now we have this, this rule that you don't have to check a bird at all because it's not a bother. But now he says, aha. But then he says, this is only about trefos that it takes some kind of effort to find it. You're going to tell me, oh, look, I thought the... I thought the standard was pretty high. It was the stand, it was the amount of bother that it would take to check the other seventeen trefuchs of an animal. But you're telling me the standard is much lower. But okay, the standard is it's not nothing. So right, that's right. So opening the bird doesn't require any effort at all. It's got to be done anyway. Um, right, you're just right. You're, you're not searching. You're just looking as you open it. 
Um, so he says, even if we say they don't have to investigate, uh, but at the very least, right, he says, but things you can just see easily, certainly you have to see them, but if you give it to an Andrew, then you're not even going to see even those things, so that doesn't meet even the most minimal standard of Tircha, and he has a, his general principle is you always have to investigate unless there's Tircha, but the standard of Tircha is now lower to the level of checking for uh, of checking uh, as you open the bird to see whether there are obvious uh, so there are obvious trefas. Right? Therefore, he says you can't um, right, you can't give it to a um, to a non-Jew. And he has a, a second formulation which I think is really interesting uh, because this is dicey to talk about what is a bother, what isn't the, uh, what isn't the bother. Maybe you'll say it's a bother even to look at the right to look at the bird um, when opening it. Um, we'll see that um, right there are various ways to um, to frame that as a bother. Um, so now he introduces a second formulation. It says, So take a look at the Rashba in Chulun, who gave a different reason to explain why it is that we have to check the lungs, right? Because checking the lungs is, is also a bother. So why do we have to, um, right? So why, uh, so, why do we ha- so why do we have to check it um, at all? So Rav Moshe has a uh, formulation that he takes in the Rashba is Mishum, Right, so Moshe says here, you don't have to investigate. Maybe you don't have to write any kind of investigation. Right, we we can't prove it. Maybe any kind of investigation is not required because maybe it's not a function of tircha at all. Maybe it's a function that the evidence is sufficient. But the evidence being sufficient doesn't you give you permission to look away, uh, right? When the evidence is in front of you, right? That's part of the evidence, just like the chazaka is part of the evidence. So that would be not saying we have enough evidence. That would be deliberately excluding evidence. So again, this is not on a um, on a deoraita level. Um, okay, the evidence hasn't actually been there, but it's Rashi uh, has right has v'chaf right near a kim near a kim ali menominaser. It looks awfully close, and in fact, that is exactly what Rabbi was suggesting. It looks awfully close to looking away from um, from Yisur. Um Okay, it's not actually looking away from Yisur because you don't know whether there's Yisur or not, but it looks awfully close. So therefore, Rabbi Moshe says, right? So the Rashba says this uh, uh, says this about checking the lungs. So this is certainly so about just about opening up the bird. Uh, it's really easy to uh, it's really easy to see. Therefore, he says you have to you have to appoint the Jew to either open it um, himself or herself or to check as they open the uh, as they open the birds. And then he throws in uh, right, which is the obvious reply, and he just dismisses it of hand. He says the af He says you might think okay, so the standard of investigation versus non investigation is do you um, do you have to pay for it, right? Paying for it is certainly an amount of bothers. Or Moshe says, no, even if it turns out you can't, uh, you can't be there yourself to check as the uh, as the animals are open, or maybe you can't stay on the side of blood, or you don't have the vision that would let you check anything at all realistically. Um, separate issue, right, as to what the standard for checking is for people with bad eyesight. Um, so Moshe says, no, you, right, Paying for somebody there is, at least for these purposes, not considered a, um, a uh, not considered a tircha. Is that because you're really supposed to do it yourself? Uh, because you could hire a Jew to do all the work, or is it setting up a broad principle that money 
is not Tircha. I don't know. Um, I tend to think it's probably not a principle that broad, but it could be that Moshe thinks that uh, money functions on a different axis than um, Tircha, and we ask you how much money do you have to spend? That's a different question. How much bother do you have to um, do you have to go to? Okay, right. So, um, um, okay. So the um, right. So the Rash, so the Rashba's explanation as to why we have to check the lungs also functions as an explanation of why we have to open the bird, and the Prima Gaza explanation of why we only have to check the lungs functions as an explanation of why we only have to open the birds. We don't actually have to check the organs um, carefully. Okay, so then he says there's um, another possible issue, which is um, what happens. Um, maybe maybe there's a, there's a principle which the Derech Chuva seems to uh, demonstrate from the Beis Ephraim, um, where he says, hey, you know, hang on, this is a little overbroad. You're saying it's a big bother to check all other 17 trefos other than the Rea, but some of them are not so hard to check. Maybe they're harder to check than the lungs, but they're not so hard. So the um, so the Derech Chuva, quoting the it's very complicated things that it would be like looking away from, so you got to do those. But then there are things that are really very easy, and then there are things that are harder. So the things that are harder we're not going to make you bother to do, and the Archetruvah says, based on the base of Ephraim, that, you know what, basically either we require you to investigate or we don't require you to investigate. Once we say we don't require you to investigate, the evidence is sufficient. So then we can't go to say, oh, yeah, we should do that minor investigation. Either you got to investigate or not. So since we tell you that checking all 17 or, or checking some of those 17, right? It's not clear whether it's the number or the uh, or or some specific organs that are harder. Moshe talks about this a little bit later. Um, so we say, look, if you can't finish the investigation, then you don't even have to start. Um, okay. Uh, but Ramosha says he doesn't think he doesn't think that uh, that makes any sense in the uh, in um, in the uh, in the Rosh right? But it um, so really, if we were consistent, what we said earlier, we would say, okay, you don't have to engage in any investigation, but you can't look away. But Ramosha had the other thing that maybe it just depends on. A lot of tircha versus a little bit of tircha, and he seems to be staying with that right now. So he says, if that's the right, if you take that logic, a lot of tircha versus a little bit of tircha. So the Rashba said you still have to check the lungs. So obviously, if we have to check the lungs, then you can't say that just because you can't finish the job, you don't even have to start the job. Uh, so he doesn't think that works at all. But instead, he comes up with a much more complicated scheme. He says, you know what? There is a level of bother that um, that we just say that's too much. That is a level of bother that we would say, you know, it's not nothing, but we think you should do that. But he says, when you have already have something which is a much uh, higher level of bother that you certainly won't require somebody to do. So then we say, once we're not forcing you to do that very high level of bother, then we're not going to force you to do the things that are just a little bit of bother um, also, even though those, if, we, if it was just those things on their own, we would have made you do it. But things that are no bother at all, like the lungs, right? Those we still make you do. Right? It's a very complicated scheme. There are some, some, right, some investigations you never have to do because they're too much bother. Some investigations you always have to do because they're not any bother at all. And then some investigations you have to do unless there is also more. Uh, there's also more bother involved, in which case you don't even have to start. And then Rishon says, you know what? And maybe that's why we don't check the uh, the birds, not because 
checking the birds is, uh, is really is a bother, because I say it's not really a bother, but checking the birds is the kind of thing that once we've relaxed the standards and don't require you to check entirely, we don't make you check here at, we don't make you do that. But he says maybe we can move that and say that just like with, uh, just like, um, with animals, because we, we won't make you check all the organs except for the lungs, uh, we won't make you check any of those of those organs. So, so too, we'll say, just like we don't make you check by animals, we won't make you check like birds, even if the only thing you ever checked was birds, we would, in fact, make you uh, engage in that. So, emotion ends up with this very complicated uh, notion that, um, right, there are three levels of tircha. We really don't know how we would ever generalize this outside the specific case, because right, how do we know exactly what constitutes bother? Uh, there is possibly... An important idea, if it turns out to be true, that he distinguishes tircha, uh, tircha and money entirely. Um, and in the end, um, what, what we can emerge to say is that look, he has a principle, but it's a very weak principle, which is that you um, should investigate everything before making a decision. Um, again, that principle can be pushed aside. Certainly, by major tircha, um, it gets pushed aside. Even by minor tircha, in the presence of major tircha, maybe even really minor tircha. Maybe even the standard is it gets pushed aside by any tircha. Um, the only thing is it doesn't let you go to the level of deliberately looking away, um, deliberately looking away from uh, from contrary evidence. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 